Thank you so much for joining us for the Thrive in Fertility podcast brought to you by the Quilla Institute. Because when you've reached the end of your fertility journey, I want you to be able to say, I lived well. I thrived. Thanks for joining us today. Hey friends, welcome back to another Thrive and Fertility podcast. This is Kathy Quillett, the CEO of the Quillet Institute, and I'm happy to be back with you today. Um, this is Thanksgiving week, which is the gateway to the holiday season, isn't it? Well, some might actually think that Halloween is, but I kind of see it as the gateway to the to the holiday season. And so I know that this is the most wonderful time of the year. At least that's what they say. That's what marketers want you to believe. That's what people um, on television and the ooey gooey feel good movies want you to feel. But I think if you are experiencing anything difficult in your life, this is not the most wonderful time of the year. COVID 2020 has put an interesting spin on what the holiday season is going to be like anyways. When I'm recording this, California has just gone into uh, a curfew. Not that I'm there, but my whole family is. And so I'm really just aware of how our worlds keep getting smaller and smaller. Um, Maybe there's an empty table or an empty chair at the table this year where somebody should be if you've lost them at some point in this year, maybe from COVID or something else. Maybe there's a recent divorce in the family or a child who's gone astray, or you're just thinking that, you know, this should be the happiest time of the year, but we both lost our jobs so we can't put food on the table for our family, let alone buy a Christmas present. Maybe this is a holiday season where Last year you said, I just have to be pregnant by next year. And maybe you're not. Maybe you expected um, your baby to be at your family's get together this year. And whether it was miscarriage or stillbirth, that baby isn't there or, you know, even an infant loss. And so I know that this is a dreadful entry into a podcast because I just got heavy real fast. But I don't think for a lot of you people listening, Finding the hard probably isn't very difficult this week. There's a general gray cloud, an Eeyore sense, a general demise over what it feels like this holiday season. I know a lot of people who are staying home. We're staying home by choice for Thanksgiving, but also for Christmas. And I've told people, you can come to us, but we're just going to stay put. Who knows if our world will even be open by the time that Christmas celebrations are to happen. But alas, here we are looking forward to the most wonderful time of the year, trying to be, trying to find the generic merriment that goes with it. So here's just what I wanted to jump on and talk to you. Not, I didn't want to come on and be a Dodo Buzzkill and talk about just everything hard this year, but we're, we're tasked this week with being thankful. We're going to throw around words like grateful and gratitude, and we're supposed to, in some instances, come up with things that we're thankful for. Maybe it's a family tradition to talk about things that we're thankful for in the last year, and maybe you look back and think, well, this year has just been epic garbage. We lost a job. We've had 12 negative pregnancy tests. My partner had surgery. Somebody was stolen by cancer. 
you know, my mama has passed away. It's been a couple of years and I still, it's been four and I still feel like I have the urge to go home and have the same merriment, the same mom cooked meal, the same dishes that she always put out that are no longer part of the family. These traditions and these rituals that we've set up in years past aren't there. And the expectation that we set at the beginning of 2020 hasn't really for a lot of us come true at all, whether or not it was because of infertility and loss. But as these ideas of thankfulness and gratitude and thanksgiving get tossed around this year, I really wanted to come on and, and state a challenge, issue a challenge around this whole idea. What if you still were able to muster up a spirit of gratitude this week? I'm a real big reminiscer. And so it was a couple years ago on our 10 year anniversary my husband and I were driving down the streets of Toledo, Ohio, and me and my reminiscent self said, what are you grateful for in the last decade of marriage? Like, what are some highs and what are some lows? And without giving much thought to it, even before we were able to talk about the good, we both identified that while infertility and recurrent pregnancy loss were the most awful times of our relationship, we counted them as priceless. I brought up the infertility and he brought up the loss. Not that we wanted any of those to be a piece of our story at all. I would wish those away instantly if my fairy godmother came out of the sky and said, I'll give you three wishes. That would be my first. I would have been as fertile as all of my girlfriends and I wouldn't have known the bitter taste of miscarriage. I wouldn't. But also what I wouldn't have known is the growth. When my husband and I identified the things that were positive about it, we wouldn't have the marriage that we have now had we not gone through this. We would have not become, if you've read or watched my videos, we wouldn't have been as purple. We wouldn't have been as united. Also, if we hadn't struggled with infertility and pregnancy loss, we would have never gone to the place of adoption that brought us to our two children that make our house fuller than we ever thought it could be. We would have missed out on a lot. Now, we also still in hindsight feel like there's pieces missing. Don't hear me say I'm grateful that I went through it. Nor this week am I encouraging you to say, I'm thankful for my infertility, but what lessons are there? I loved the moment when my husband had to hold my hair back when I was vomiting because the pain of miscarriage was too strong. I loved when he held me in the hospital and I felt his loving arms around me. It was I was losing a different pregnancy. I loved the way that he held me up after my surgeries. I love the way that we had to be unified in conversation and decision-making for the path that we felt like was best to go on our family. So as you're thinking of what on earth should you be thankful for this year? What if your gratitude is as simple as, I still have life? What if your gratitude is, 
I've learned to appreciate the gift of parenthood whenever it comes to me. What if your, your gratitude is, I won't take a moment for granted once I'm a mom. The midnight feedings, the poop up the back, all of those things that you know the moms in your circles complain about. What if your answer is, I'm so dang grateful for that. It has made me appreciate life. What if your Thanksgiving this year is, I have a job or I have a marriage. We stayed home all year in quarantine and we didn't kill each other. What if your Thanksgiving doesn't feel like all the answers to your hopes and prayers coming true in a way that really makes sense and externally makes you want to jump up and down with gratitude? But what if it's in the small things? I read a book years ago and I don't remember exactly what it was called. It was by Ann Voskamp and it was just talking about the gifts of gratitude. She like challenged herself to make a list of things that she was grateful for in life. And I remember just being absolutely dumbfounded by the things that she chose to be grateful for because never in a million years would I have been grateful for the rainbow reflection off the suds in the sink and her gratitude over having dishes in the sink. Never in a million years would I have imagined that she would be grateful for barn doors or something small like that. And so periodically I challenge myself to, what am I grateful for? And I find so much joy and satisfaction and, and probably contentment in just being able to say, like, I'm looking at my office door right now in my living room. I'm thankful that I have throw pillows because they're comfy and they cradle my head super well when I watch a show. Or I'm super grateful that I have an oven that works as we prepare for Thanksgiving and I'm the one that's supposed to make the turkey. I'm super thankful as I hear the wind growling outside that my window shut completely and there's not a draft. This isn't my life is coming true things that are making me thankful. It's I'm choosing to find the thankfulness in the mundane. In the mundane pieces of your life, you might think, but I still don't have a baby. Okay, I get it. Because I get it. I get it so well. I'm just kind of stuck in that for a moment. But what if this isn't? Well, 2020 has just been a crapshoot. 2020 has been devastating. It sure has. We cannot take that out of our view finder here. But what we can say is, I have gratitude for the pieces that I have gratitude about. I have gratitude this year that I have bought plants for my house and I love them. Right now I'm looking at my cilantro and basil and sweet mint and peppermint plant sitting in my office and that just makes me happy for 2020. Enough of my list. What can you put on yours? Maybe you're listening to this driving to your last day of work for 
uh, this week before you get a break for Thanksgiving or maybe you're driving to your in-law's house or maybe you're sequestered in your own home because you live in a state where you can't go anywhere. But as you do and as you wrap this up, make a list. Make a list of where you can find gratitude this year. Again, it might not be, I'm so thankful for the pregnancy that I'm about to deliver or the child that I I gave birth to. That doesn't have to be the end of your story yet. But if it's not the, if you haven't reached there, then your story is just not over. And I realize that in the middle of my own infertility and pregnancy loss, if somebody would have told me, Kathy, you're going to be really great in a couple years and you're going to love the end of this story. I would have been like, you don't understand how hard it is in the middle. I'm not going to blow smoke up your batushka and tell you that it's going to be easy. But I'm going to tell you that there's lessons along the way and nuggets of gratitude that you can find and pick up and hold tight as the days feel really, really long. So that's where I want to challenge you is just to live really well in those moments and to grab hold of any piece of gratitude that you can this week and hold on to it tight. Hold on to it tight. So you know that a really big word for me is thrive. Thrive in fertility, thrive groups, thrive society. I have a new book coming out, y'all, and I'm really excited to tell you about it. It's coming, it's called Thriving Through Infertility. And there are a handful of other authors that are talking from their own disciplines about what it means to thrive during infertility, whether that's with your own uh, intimacy with your partner, whether that's from a reproductive endocrinologist or a sexologist or an acupuncturist or hormone specialist. I've got them all and it's in the book and it's exciting and you'll be able to pre-order next week and I hope that you will. All pre-orders are going to get a free membership into the Thrive Society, which is um, kind of an off the beaten path. It's on Slack if you're familiar. You can sign up on the website at thequillainstitute.com. During the holiday season, there are going to be pictures that are just going to feel like landmines that you try and skip over all over social media of pregnancy announcements and cute little babies and their baby's first Christmas onesies and whatever. The Thrive Society is a place where I go and, and give resources and support, but it's also a place where you can find community. So if you feel like you need that a little bit extra this year, go ahead and head on over to thequillainstitute.com. And I want to hook you up with some community in the Thrive Society, but you'll be able to get that for free soon. Listen, the Thrive Society is $12 a month for free stuff. I What is that? Like two and a half drinks at Starbucks or, you know, a lunch out. It's not a lot, um, all things considered. And I want to be a support to you over there. So I hope that you'll join me there. Friend, as you... Get ready for Thursday. I hope that it is a place where you can show up in a space, in a room with other people who might not know your journey and, and go in confidently. Go in, hold your head up high, even though life hasn't gone maybe how you wanted it this year, especially where your fertility is concerned. And maybe great aunt Maria is going to say, when are you kids having babies? 
or maybe you're going to have a pregnancy announcement from a second cousin twice removed who you just don't agree with her life choices. All of that can happen, but sister, go in holding your head up high, knowing that you are as much of a woman as anybody else in that space and you have nothing to hide. I'm excited for my experts upcoming that I'm, I'm having uh, people are reaching out to want to be on the podcast and I'm excited about who they are. So have a great Thanksgiving friend. I hope that it is nurturing to your heart as much as it is, as it is to your stomach. We're having a Friendsgiving tomorrow and I just cannot wait to eat the foods that for some reason we only eat once a year. Why don't we cook turkeys more often? I don't know. Um, but yummy. I hope that it is, I hope that it's a good time. Don't forget to practice self-care and all those coping skills in your tool, toolbox. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Thrive Infertility Podcast. I will see you again with a, a new expert next week. Bye friends. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Thrive Infertility brought to you by the Quilla Institute. Don't forget to check us out online at thequillatinstitute.com or at the Quillet Institute on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.